Hello everybody, this is Riddhi Bankar and this podcast is an assignment for the course Understanding India 2. We were asked to cover topics we had learned about in class so far and since I love talking about women, this one's going to be about a women-led uprising in India, the Munnar strike. Women tea plantation workers took matters into their own hands and protested against the abysmally low wages they were being paid after their annual bonus rate was reduced from 20% to 10% of their salary. It took place in the first week of September 2015 and stretched for nine days. And it went a little like this. So, the annual bonus for tea plantation labourers was reduced from 20% to 10% by the Kannandevan Hills Plantation, henceforth known as the KDHP, which raised the ire of the lesser paid despite the requirements of the Equal Remuneration Act of 1975, might I add, and more overworked part of the labour force, women. They work for more than 14 hours every day and bear the brunt of physical labour on plantations. The picking of tea leaves is a manual process and is carried out by women who comprise of 50% of the total labour force, since spraying of pesticides requires quote-unquote strong labour that can only be carried out by men. Women pick up to 21 kilograms of tea leaves every day and for every extra kilogram that they pick, they're paid one rupee more. For the amount of labour that they do and all the medical issues it causes, they receive criminally low pay and a super big bunch of nothing in terms of benefits such as healthcare, sanitation and education for their children. After the KDHP declared the pay cuts on 26th August 2015, the workers were, rightfully, outraged. So on the 5th of September 2015, 10 women skipped work and plotted to raise the issue at a weekly trade union and demand proper pay. They were ignored. The next week, 50 women skived off of work and were still ignored. This continued for 15 days until people began noticing the unrest. And by word of mouth, 5,000 women were out protesting on the streets, which caused a disturbance in Munnar's main source of income, tourism. Roads were blocked and scenic sites of modern slavery were momentarily disturbed, etc. etc. This organised protest was called Pempilai Orumai, In translation, women's unity. This invited media coverage. I'd like to note here that the trade unions were simply an excuse for men to collectively indulge in alcoholism and women were usually unwelcome at these meets. The women's meagre salaries of Rs. 231 would be run off at this indulgence along with whatever the men earn for themselves, obviously, making situations dire at home. Now, not to mention the 150 bucks it would take for them to join the alcoholics club per month anyway. This is why men were not permitted to take part in the protests. In translation, the women said, get sloshed, I dare you. And the men were intimidated enough to shut up. There was a significant decrease in consumption of alcohol during the protests. Nor were political parties welcome. They were part of the root cause of the protests. The women demanded a pay raise from Rs. 231 to Rs. 500, access to better sanitation and the promise of education for their children which really says a lot about the double standards of men in their supposed role of provider in the traditional sense and also the double burden placed on these women's shoulders, again, in the traditional sense. All this eventually resulted in a slight pay raise from rupees 231 to rupees 302 and the Pembilai Orumai created their own workers' union. So now that we've established what happened in the protests, let's take a quick dive into why all of it happened and which factors are essential in the play. First, we're talking about tea plantations. Tea production was first formalised in India in the 18th century by the British and also gained global renown due to the ginormous scale at which it was all being executed. 
This was possible due to contracted labor, or as I like to call it, slavery 2.0. Contracted laborers generally came from lower castes and were required to migrate to other places for work. This is why contractors encouraged these things called quote-unquote depot marriages, so that whole families would be employed in the same line of work and it would ensure their loyalty. It also saved the hassle of worrying about recruitment in the future since the progeny would also join the same workforce. Ever since the beginning of this whole depot marriage, equal employment rate dealio, though, women were always paid less. This is all true when it comes to workers in Mundar also. They are all from lower castes and are the fourth generation of plantation workers employed by the KDHP and despite being in Kerala for so long, still speak Tamil rather than Malayalam. Trade unions. Trade unions are a place where labourers bring their grievances to the plantation management division. Over the past 30 years, KDHP have endured a notable decrease in production, but the cost of production has tripled at the same time. This created a friction between the management and labour because the management salary is disproportionately high as compared to the workers' wage, which was up for being reduced. There was zero effort to relocate funds to ensure improvement in workers' livelihoods, or rather, there was a conscious effort to deteriorate the contagions further. Women are not given positions for management and trade unions due to blatant misogyny, and when 2014 saw a particularly bad yield and wasn't a good show for profits, women were done being expected to take it all in stride and to accept a bare more misfortune. The Pembilai Urumai is now a trade union for women and they are collectively working for the cause of betterment of women workers' livelihoods in tea plantations. Nothing has changed drastically since the instance, but it has raised an awareness amongst the workers, especially the women, that they are capable of making a change. So, yeah, alright then, that's about all I have for you on this particular matter. Wins to your sales, yeah? <laughs>